What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the January 11th Fantasy Review. This is the Bench Chatter Podcast, the Common Man's NBA Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah. Noah, what's cooking, baby? What's up? How you doing? Alrighty. With that said, let's get into our our first little uh, thing of the week which is we're going to do a schedule analysis. So, Noah, why don't you kind of give a a brief overview of what you saw in the schedule? So this week, 15 teams play four games and 12 teams play three games. So that leaves three other teams in the league. And the Pacers and the Philadelphia 76ers play five games this week. So that makes picking up any players from those two teams so valuable this week because you're getting one to two more games than everyone else in your league that doesn't have these guys. Um, Do you got any people, Colin, that you would think from the 76ers or Pacers this week, just off the top of your head, that would be valuable pickups? Well, so I'm going to interject a little bit, and specifically going to the 76ers, because I did a little research, because I was curious, and I know I'm probably not the only one. So the 76ers, despite playing five games this week, got hit with COVID last last Friday when Seth Curry in the middle of their game was diagnosed with COVID, um, which led to a, a really funny scenario and a great quote from Doc Rivers in which he said that Dwight Howard might have to play some point guard against the Nuggets in which they only had seven guys on the uh, roster available to play. But that does lend itself to some really odd fantasy situations. So... I was under the impression that Embiid and Simmons were in close contact. Turns out they were actually cleared to play based, not based off the COVID, like they didn't have COVID impacts, but they both were held out due to injury. And Embiid is day-to-day. Simmons is definitely going to be out for their first game this week against Atlanta. He didn't even travel with them. But those guys can play due to COVID. Now, there's a myriad of other guys, most notably Tobias Harris, who are going to have quarantine impacts and that means that they could be out till at least friday um but i think they're expected to be back a little bit sooner but you got to watch the waiver wires on those guys because there's no telling exactly which game this week they're going to come back for with all that said tyrese maxi you got to pick him up right has to you have to i mean absolutely so in their in the game against the nuggets He went for 39 points, 7 boards, 6 assists, 2 steals on 55% shooting. That is insane. He he took 33 shots, too. That's, I mean, that's a ridiculous clip. Maybe you don't want him in the categories league if you don't want your field goal percentage to drop. But in the points league, there should be no reason Tyrese Maxey is not picked up by Monday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Like... I would go right if you're as soon as you listen to this, go see if Tyrese Maxey is available because, like you, like I, maybe he's probably not going to put up 39 again. Like I, I doubt it. But why not? Like we've seen no one else. Yeah, why not? No one else is getting the bulk of the shots if they're not playing the starters. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And if you're in our points league and you're listening to this right now and you're thinking I should go to ESPN and pick up Tyrese Maxey, your boy already did. Yeah, you're too late. You're a moron. 
Um, I, I will say he's only 11.5% rostered in, across all ESPN leagues. So He will be a steal this week. Yeah. Odds are he is available in your points league, so go pick him up. Boom. All righty. Um, um, some, deeper, some deeper ads from the 76ers if Tyrus yeah. Maxey isn't available. Um, you could look at Danny Green. You could look at Isaiah Joe. Or you could look at Dakota Mathias for them. Yeah. Um, Danny Green, everybody probably knows. Could you give us like a 30-second synopsis on the other two guys? And I just, I will say, Danny Green's only 8.5% rostered in ESPN um, leagues. So again, Isaiah Joe and Dakota Mathias are probably both like under 1% rostered. But they both caught the start the other night in which all of those players were out, and they play tomorrow. So I yeah. don't see a reason why either of those guys might not be in the starting lineup again. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Mathias, in their one game against Denver, played 41 minutes, 12 points, one board, five assists, and a steal on a block for 26 fantasy points. I mean, if, if you're streaming and you can pick up 26 fantasy points, you take that every single time. We take that? You take that. Um, all righty. So you got more points on the 76ers? Um, no, I was going to move on to the Pacers. But okay. the thing for the Pacers, the Pacers this week is they have two back backs. They have a game, game, break, game, break, game, game. So that means two potential games where Vic's going to sit out. So streaming the Pacers this week, streaming their role players could help win you your matchup this week. So I see big minutes Absolutely. for um, both Aaron and Justin Holiday, and also Doug McDermott. Um, if you're in a deeper league, Definitely. you could look at TJ McConnell. I really like TJ McConnell this week. Um, to me, TJ McConnell, you're getting five games out of him this week. Um, in a categories league specifically, he's going to give you assists. He's going to give you steals every game. And whatever else he gets you at that point is just a bonus for your stat categories. When you pick him up, you can almost guarantee yourself you're going to help yourself win assists and steals. Yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, Justin Holiday, also only 15% rostered on ESPN leagues. Like, boy's been low-key. He's been cooking in his last five. Yeah, in the last five ESPN games he's played, he's averaging, like, 28, which is, like, six above what his season average is. So he's definitely starting to cook a little bit. He's scoring a bit more. I mean, he's going to get his boards. Assists come and go with him, but... Points league again, like Justin Holiday has to be there, especially with the five games this week. Yeah, all he does is shoot threes and get rebounds and play defense. Yeah, which is cash money. Um, yeah, so just to go down the line, TJ McConnell is less than two percent rostered. Uh, he actually he's listed day to day. Do you know what that's about? Um, I don't think it's anything big. I don't think he'll sit out a back to back with the amount of guys we already have out. Oh, you know what? He's actually, okay, he's going to miss Monday's game against the Kings, according Ooh, to ESPN. Okay. So do note that. Do note that. So don't take McConnell for tomorrow's game. But we, we've talked about it on the podcast before. McConnell is awesome, especially in categories leagues, uh, for racking up assistance steals. I mean, like, it's almost guaranteed that he's going to get a steal when he plays. Like, in his last four games, he's gone 3-3. Donut one, but average-wise, he's he's putting up those steals. He'll get you the assists. He does just a little bit of everything. I mean, he's definitely nice to have. Um, and then last one, tell us a little bit about Doug McDermott, because I think Doug McDermott might actually, even if this wasn't a, a pacer-heavy week, would have fantasy value in terms of 
adding. Yeah, Doug's a bit weird. He's only he's one point seven percent rostered in um ESPN, but mm-hmm. he's kind of he, he's a little too inconsistent for me. Um, there's nights where he will hit four plus threes, and he'll make you feel really good about you having him. But yeah. he doesn't get enough rebounds or assists for me personally. I, I like consistency okay. in my fantasy team. Gotcha. So yeah, but for this week, this week, um, I mean, I don't see a reason if you need a guy. Just to stream Doug McDermott one night, you never know. Yeah, definitely. Um, alrighty, what else do you have in terms of the schedule for this week? Um, so the Timberwolves only play two games this week, so I wouldn't recommend picking up anyone from that team if you're trying to stream. Because mm-hmm. two games is just like awful. That's just debilitating for your team, honestly. Yeah. And then um, breaking it down into the number of teams that play each day, um, eight yeah. teams play on Monday, seven on Tuesday, ten on Wednesday, five on Thursday, ten on Friday, and then seven on Saturday and Sunday. So that means there's a potential there for like five days of streaming, more risk, more realistically, yeah. honestly, a whole week of streaming. So you really need to be aware of your acquisition limit, and you need to be looking every day trying to pick up guys who you think will go off that night because odds are the other people in your league are probably doing that. Yeah, that's where the back-to-backs come in are huge for for streaming at least. Um, Because, yeah, you don't have to give up an acquisition spot depending on what that looks like in your league. So just going down the line, it looks like um, we have – oh, that's not this week. Um, looks like the Celtics are going to play the Magic in a Wednesday-Friday back-to-back, so they're going to be off Thursday. Um, we're just trying to go through it here really quick. The Rockets are going to play the Spurs in a Thursday-Saturday back-to-back, so not, not a true back-to-back, but they do get two games in a row like that. Timberwolves and the Grizzlies got a Wednesday-Friday back-to-back, again, with that middle day off. Um... Um, do you see any more on the schedule? Oh, the Magic and the Celtics, again, that Wednesday, Friday. So I, I don't see any ch- true back-to-backs, like on back-to-back nights this this week. Uh, no, you might know a little bit more than me. Has that happened? Have there been any true back-to-backs so far this season? Like play on Wednesday, play on Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why the okay. home team's record for the year is still under 500 in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, because so yeah. the Pacers have two back pure back to backs this week. And um Tall Depot might miss two out of the five games this week. Um the 76ers have a back to back, so Embiid and Simmons might each miss one game. Um yeah. the Lakers have a back to back, so there's always a possibility of LeBron or AD sitting out that game. Um the Pistons have a back to back, so you could get no Blake, no D Rose on one of those yeah. games. And then the Nets have a back-to-back, so you might get no KD or Kyrie. But that could be a question mark, depending gotcha. on what the Nets' philosophy around gotcha. KD is, because he just missed the whole week. Gotcha. I apologize. So, uh, this, this is on me. When I was saying, like, the back-to-backs, I was thinking in my head of, like, the two-game series. You know how, like, they're doing, yeah. like, the mini... Yeah. Like, there have been no back-to-back in the two-game series yet this year. Like, there's always a day off. Oh, no. Those, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, there's always yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Just making sure, just making sure. Alrighty, uh, and then I'll go down the list right now and read off the teams that are only playing three games this week, so just stay on top of that. So the Nets got three, the Bulls got three, 
The Nuggets got three. The Pistons have three. Warriors and Rockets both have three. Both LA teams have three. The Heat and the Bucks have three. The Wolves, reminder, they have two, so really be careful there. And then the Spurs and the Raptors both have three. So pay pay attention for those. Be on the lookout for that. And I really don't like how all five, how the Pacers have five games this week. And it's a five-game road trip, too. Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. brutal. It's all the West, West Coast, Coast right? road trip, yep. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, those are those are always tough for the West East Coast. West Coast teams. is mean. The East Coast is yeah, dude. puny. Yeah, you take the East Coast. Give me the Knicks a couple times. I mean, cash money, baby. Alrighty, let's move in to add long term. You wanna do add long term? Yeah. Alrighty. Um, give me your first guy that you like add long term. Um, so my first long term pickup would be either Robin Lopez or Mo Wagner. Um, mm-hmm. with the recent injury to Thomas Bryan, he tore his ACL, rest in peace, Indiana Hoosiers. Um, it really leaves a wide gap for the Wizards in terms of who's going to be their starting center. Um, right now, Robin mm-hmm. Lopez is rostered in 0.5% of leagues, and Mo Wagner is rostered in 1.7% of leagues. So you really got to watch and just see how the wa- how the Wizards are going to adjust their lineup to no Thomas Bryant. But if mm-hmm. I had to guess on who I would pick up out of the two, I would probably pick up Mo Wagner, um, strictly because I think he'll be the starter. And he also has a ability to hit threes, which Robin Lopez doesn't really take threes. So in terms of yeah. who you're getting more value out of, I would see Mo Wagner. That makes but what sense. I think, I think the best outcome of Thomas Bryant's injury is actually for Davis Berton's owners. I think we'll see I him agree. run some small ball five, finally get more minutes. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm really happy he's on both. He's in my points league team and my categories team. You've been big on him. The Latvian laser, man. I'm just waiting for him to finally start popping off. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. The first guy I'm going to talk about is a rookie who I think, along with uh, Tyrese Halliburton, is probably going to be the steal of the draft. But if if it doesn't turn out to be him, I think it's going to be this guy. And it's Cole Anthony out of UNC. Just a little backstory. He... His father played in the NBA back in the 80s, so definitely has it in his blood. But kind of was on the, the worst UNC team in recent memory. Wait, uh, his dad's still turn. playing. What? His dad's not Carmelo? No, is Carmelo Anthony still playing? Yeah, isn't what? he Cole Anthony's dad? Oh my god. No, I'm... Pr- That's news to me, dude. You didn't tell me Mello had kids. Sorry. Who had sex with Mello? That guy's ugly as shit. Do I that makes sense, though. That's true. Those two make a nice little love, baby. <laughs> you actually caught me off guard there for a second. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? No, that's kind of funny. No, Cole Anthony's dad's not actually Mello. Mello's my dad, though. Look at us. I, that's why I'm six foot five, Noah. Because Mello's my dad. Yep. And that's why my post fade's so nice. Uh, but Cole Anthony's dad, not mellow. Might might be Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard might be his dad. We're not sure. Can you look that up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. All right, thank you, thank you. All right, it's so true. so all right, sir. Facts, big facts, confirmed facts. Um, so bad UNC team. So his value really dipped. I mean, he came in as like a top five prospect guy, and people really thought he would go at the 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 upper end of the lottery. But bad UNC team kind of tanked his value and was taken. Uh, just outside of the lottery, 
Um, I, f I forget exactly where he got taken, but around like the, the mid-teens. But former number one pick Markel Fultz for the Orlando Magic is out for the year on an ACL, and so Cole Anthony is coming in. So he's only rostered on 28% or 20.9% um, of leagues right now. So he should be out there if you're looking for him. But even so, he's been getting really solid minutes regardless, like like before that happened. So just to kind of like give you an idea of the player he is. So at the moment, he's averaging nine points a game, four and a half boards, three and a half assists. Um, he's not being terribly efficient right now, which makes me hopeful that with... Fultz being out, like he's just going to get more shots, and so he's going to become naturally more efficient because right now he's shooting 17% from three and 37% from the field. I, I just don't think those are sustainable numbers, especially because he's shooting 89% from the free throw line, which, as Noah and I have talked about, is indicative of a good shooter. And so I, I don't think that those clips are sustainable, and I think he's going to start to get more shots. So I think his shooting numbers are going to go up, and I think assists and rebounds, like he's just going to start to get more playing time. Please add him. Um, I really believe that he is going to be very solid going forward. Um, and yeah, uh, Noah, you got anything else to add there on Cole Anthony? Yeah, I'm a really big fan of Cole Anthony. I really liked him. Um, in high school and mm -hmm. before he started college, that North Carolina team was like historically one of their worst teams yeah. they've had in like the last 15 years. And honestly, the kid's just like a born winner. Like his yeah. dad was an NBA player. He was a highly rated prospect all throughout high school, always won. And I think he, I really like Cole Anthony. And yeah, I think yeah. the more shots, the more time he gets with the um, starters too, we'll see his shooting percentages probably go up. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll be able to get easier shots playing with the other talent the Magic have. Definitely. Uh, um, all right, who, who else you got to notice? My next guy is Jeremy Lamb. So he's um, he's on the Pacers. He's a guy who's been out since March after tearing his ACL. But um, all of last week he was participating in full practices. So he's just waiting on the green light to come back, come back and play. Um, he's coming yeah. back. He's coming with the Pacers on their road trip. Um, I don't Ooh. know if he'll play this week, but um, next week it's a very real possibility he could play. And he's only rostered at five point one percent of leagues right now. Um, he's going to have a nice role carved out for him, especially with TJ Warren out. And yeah. his last year in Charlotte, he averaged 15 points, four rebounds, and two assists. And last year with the Pacers, he averaged 13 points, four rebounds, two assists. So he's a consistent guy in terms of his what he does outside of points. And I think playing with all of the talent the Pacers have, he has a really good chance to score easily 15 a night just on the open shots. Sabonis, Brogdon, and Vic will get him. I love it. Um was going to say, how long, just just for, for my reference to the listeners, how long is TJ Warren expected to be out? Um, It's indefinite right now, so not looking that's, good. That's, well, oh, sucks to be a Pacers fan. I mean, I don't know what I'd do. Probably just rip Yeah, it, he has off. plantar fasciitis, and it's actually better Ooh. if you get plantar fasciitis. It's better for you to completely tear it as opposed to partially tearing it. So, it, I actually had partially. 
Oh, you had it. I had planners. Uh, so I was a cross country runner because I'm really athletic. Like and that's where all the really athletic people go in high school. And yeah, I got it. And it's it is better if you just like break it and get a clean break so that it heals. Like whereas like if you just let it linger, like mine took like. Like, it never truly went away from me because I, I didn't do the clean break because I didn't care enough to do that. And it sounded really painful. Um, but, like, no, like, it never went away from me. And, like, it'll still, like, come back and, like, linger for me. So, like, I wear, like, orthopedic shoes when I run right now. Um, so, yeah. So, no, it, it can it can be really bad if, if you don't get it fixed the right way. So, yes, it is better to just clean break it. But that sucks. Yeah. But but it Big also rip. sucks to be an Indiana Pacers fan. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got right, any other I'll guys? Talk, yeah, I'll talk about my my last guy, um, Cam Johnson for the Suns. So just to preface, the Suns are absolutely cooking right now, and I think the Chris Paul effect is in full swing. I think the. I think Chris Paul could be like a top five most valuable player in the league just to, to have on your team. I mean, we've seen the impact he has on these rosters. I mean, the Rockets would have beat the Warriors if he had been healthy for that game seven. He took a, a Thunder team that people projected to be one of the worst in the league to like a top five seed in the West. Like, that's insane. And now he's leading a very talented Suns roster. So. Cam Johnson is definitely feeling the effects of that in a very positive way. Um, Cam Johnson, where he's really stepped up this year is his three-point shooting. He's only shooting 1% better from last year, which he shot 39% last year, but he's shooting 40% so far on 6.7 attempts a game, which is huge. So if you're in a categories league and and you're looking for a guy to to boost your three-point, love it, take him. He's he's only taking he's only playing one more minute a game this year one and a half, but he's averaging almost five more points per game this year, and rebounding and assist numbers are generally the same. He's averaging about three assists one or three boards one and a half assists, but the three point shooting is huge. And then in points league, I, I think he's almost a must. He's averaging twenty five and a half points a game this year, which I think is. A, a solid enough floor that he should be on your day-to-day roster. Um, yeah. What, any other thoughts you have on him? Uh, what I like about him is he comes in off the bench, so he'll play yeah. with the uh, end of first quarter starters and then with the entire bench squad going into the second, and they mm-hmm. run sets to get him shots, which is a good sign that his shots per game is going to be pretty consistent every night when they run these specific yeah. sets to get him open threes as opposed mm-hmm. to him just having to find shots within, like, a flowy offense. So that's definitely an upside to him. Yeah. Definitely. I like that. I like that. Um, do you have any other guys, or, or are we good to move um, on? Yeah, I just have short-term. some quick hitters. Um, quick hitters. Ron Wright's on my long-term list. He's like basically that. the Pistons' starting point guard now. Um, he's rostered 46% of leagues which might be tough to get him on your waiver mm-hmm. wire, but he could be a guy that people are dropping. And he's averaging 8-3-3 three, and three right now, which isn't fantastic, but, you know, he's getting used to the role still. Yeah. And, I mean, there's always a question. Derek Rose won't play every game probably. Um, he could get traded, so he could have some long-term value there for the Pistons. Going to be their point mm-hmm. guard all year probably. Nice. And uh, then I also I... have Royce O'Neal. Um, he's Ooh, only rostered in 14% one. of leagues right now. 
He averages eight points, eight rebounds, and he almost gets a steal and a block a game. Um, he always gets boards. He always gets assists. And he gets good minutes for the Jazz. He gets 31 minutes a game for them. And yeah. any points he scores you is honestly a bonus. He's another like guy I would love to have in the categories league. Because yeah. he can do consistent rebounds, consistent assists, and the steals and the blocks, which are always yeah. very important. Points leagues, too. So I just talked about Cam Johnson, who I forgot to mention is owned in about 15% of leagues. Royce O'Neal also owned in about 15% of leagues. But Royce O'Neal is averaging 28 points per game this year, fantasy-wise, in a points league, which is huge. I mean, if I was saying that Cam Johnson needs to be rostered, Royce O'Neal absolutely has to be rostered. Yes, sir. I actually have a question for you, Colin. Oh, I love questions. Please. Should I drop Goran Dragic? Right now, he's um, averaging 14 points, two rebounds, five assists, but he's only scored 186 points on the year. And on our waiver wire, there are guys that have scored, oh, like, there's like at least 10 to 15 guys that have scored over 200 points in our league. Wow. I didn't, like, because categories league, I, I just assume that like he he has to be there because he's getting you like the points and assists, and he's generally pretty efficient. But yeah, I'm looking at his his points league stuff. Yeah, he in the last week he's been dropped. Like he was rostered in almost seventy percent of leagues, and now he's only rostered in fifty six percent of leagues. Um, yeah, I. The argument can be there because he definitely is going. He's old at this point. He's day to day right now. Yeah, I would. I would heavily consider maybe dropping Dragic, even though he's being incredibly efficient. Like if you you were looking in a, a category sense, but from a, a points league, I think there's there's an argument to be made that he should be dropped. And I would almost rather have that Royce O'Neal twenty eight a game every night. Yeah. And Dragic is only doing you 23. And he's playing about eight minutes less than Royce O'Neal. Interesting. Very interesting. Do you want to move into short-term pickups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get these little short boys. These The short-term pickups are for our short kings. All these players are five foot six or under. They're, they're tiny, but they're worth it. They're our kings. We love them. Like and subscribe on their TikToks, because that's where short kings belong. No, I'm kidding, Noah. No, I was joking. Did you pick that up, that I was kidding? Dude, I'm 5'2", and I'm deeply offended. Uh, that sucks, because I'm 6'7". I can't even hear you up here, like, up in the clouds. Like, like planes hit my head. I'm so tall. I really like the short-term pickup list for this week. I think there's I think so there's... many guys that you could get value of this week. Yeah, I, I think, so j- just to preface, I think we're, we're starting to really see, one, the effects of the superstars taking rest. I know AD took some games off this week. Kyrie, obviously, I don't know what Kyrie was doing, but he took some games off this week. We're starting to get the COVID. Um, we, we had the game today canceled. The 76ers have come down with it. The Bulls have come down with it recently. I'm sure there's a myriad of other teams who are dealing with lingering COVID issues, which makes the waiver wire so goddamn hot. Um, and, and you got to use it because, you know, it, it's it's going to hit you in games like that, and, and you, you need to have a, a spot or two for streaming. So with all that said, let's let's get into it. Who's, who's your first short-term guy this week? 
Um, so my first short-term guy is Willie Cauley-Stein. He plays on the oh, Dallas Mavericks. Boom. Uh, Maxi Kleber, their starting center, is out for 10 to 14 days due to COVID protocols. Yeah. Um, Willie's only rostered in 9.3% of leagues. And over the last seven days where we he's seen the bulk of his minutes played this season, mm-hmm. he's averaging eight points and seven rebounds. Um, and I think with him getting to start this whole week, he'll get close to a double-double every night the Mavs play. And yeah. Luca will just feed him such easy buckets. Like, he doesn't have to work to get his shots on the offensive end. Absolutely. No, I've watched a couple of the Mavs games. He He's just a force. I mean, he's just a massive body. And he's a, a little bit more skilled than, than Boban is. And with Chris Taps out, they just they don't really seem to have a true center other than Willie Collistein and Boban. So Collistein is getting very solid minutes. He looks good. He's great in the pick and roll, honestly. I mean, he I, I from what I've seen, he really excels in that, especially with Luca's playmaking ability. I mean, how could you not? So I, I think Willie Collistein is always a, a phenomenal pickup. Points leagues or categories, um, to, to see off the waivers. Who else do you got? Alrighty, so, you know, if, if you're a songwriter, they say write what you know. If you're a fantasy basketball podcaster, you got to talk about what you know. And what I know is the Chicago Bulls. And what I've seen recently is an uptick in usage from Thaddeus Young. Uh, these last couple games, he has taken a, a much bigger role in the system. Um, so the Bulls have had guys out, but in three of the last four games, he's put up over 20 fantasy points. Uh, he's only played six games so far, but in the last two games, he's put up. F- so so today he did 14-5-2, and two, which we take. You, you take that if you're streaming a guy. Uh, and then the day before that against the Lakers, he put up 15-7-5 and had a steal on top of it. He just looks good. He's, he's a veteran guy. He's a veteran presence for the Bulls. Um, really, him and Garrett Temple are, are the only guys who have really been in the league for a long time that are getting minutes on that team. Um, so he's an anchor for them. I think Billy Donovan has seen um, what Thad Young inspires in his cast members. So I don't think his minutes are going to go away anytime soon, especially because the Bulls have been playing better when Thaddeus Young is on the floor. Uh, and, and he's played some really solid defense. I know he was guarding LeBron a bit the other night. Um, so, yeah, only 7% rostered. I, I think that if if you need, like, a just solid 20 points, I think right now you can expect that from Thaddeus Young. Yeah, I really like I, – I think there's always a spot for him in the Bulls rotation too. Yeah. Strictly because of what he does on the floor. He does a little bit of everything for the Bulls. He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. And then also just for the veteran leadership, he brings that really young Bulls squad. So I think Billy Donovan's not afraid to play Thaddeus Young, and he likes what he gets from him, both on and off the court. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, My my next two guys are kind of – they're both on the Celtics. So the Celtics Mm. have a bunch of guys that are going to miss time this week. Um, Just off the top of my head, Tristan Thompson – both Grant and Robert Williams, Semi Ojale, oh, yes. Tatum, and Jalen Brown are all missing time. So that oh, makes shit. a guy like Daniel Tice so valuable. Yeah. He's rostered in 14.3% of leagues right now. And the Celtics play Orlando, Weiss, Chicago, and the Knicks this week. So there's going to be a lot of room for Tice to produce numbers. And then another guy I really like is Peyton Pritchard. He's a rookie point guard they drafted. 
Um, mm-hmm. He's only rostered in 10.2% of leagues. And I've seen a pretty decent amount of Celtics so far this season. And I really like what I see from Payne Pritchard. He honestly reminds me of TJ McConnell, but he can shoot a lot better than TJ oh, McConnell. Um, he's a rookie, but he doesn't play like one. He like You know how Tyrese Halliburton looks like he's been an eight-year yeah. NBA vet already? Mm-hmm. Kind of the same way with uh, Payton Pritchard. And he's going to get big minutes this week. Him and Marcus Smart and Jeff Teague are going to get huge minutes this week. And what I like about him is he's a consistent player, and he doesn't make a lot of stupid plays or else he wouldn't be playing for the Celtics mm-hmm. because he's a rookie, and I don't think Brad Stevens would put up with that. And, yeah, I just like what he brings to that team, and I think he'd be valuable in both points and categories this week because they'll probably be starting. Definitely. Definitely, I like that. I like that analysis. Uh, a, a guy that I like that is a guy that's uh, pretty well-known, mostly – because his dad is an NBA coach, but that's Austin Rivers. Uh, he's playing on the Knicks this year, new team. He's only 13% rostered, according to ESPN. Um, he's a really volatile dude. I mean, like in his last five games, he's scored under 23 times, but he's put up over 30 fantasy points twice. Um, he can pop off or he can do nothing, so there, there's a little bit of inherent risk in going with Austin Rivers because you know what he can do, but you also know how shitty Austin Rivers can be. So it's a bit of a gamble, but I think that if you like the matchup and they're playing uh, a team in which he's going to get more open space uh, and they're, they're going to be able to, to run with the ball, um, I, I think he is going to see a lot of value in that. So, for example, played really poorly against the Nuggets, but had a really all-around solid night against the Thunder. Um, I, I don't have tempo stats up right now, but I, I bet if we did the Thunder play pretty up-tempo, whereas I guess I would guess the Nuggets are a much slower-tempoed team. Um, and, you know, how much can you really draw off of that? Um, you know, guys guys can find their way. Guys like Austin Rivers can get hot either way, but um, if you like the matchup, I, I'd take Austin Rivers for a day. Yeah, I like what he's doing on that next team. Yeah, the Knicks team is just a weird one right now. Yeah, like, uh, but... there's just they're in a, a period in which it's there's not a lot to be made sense of. Uh you, you just want to rattle off some like quick hitters. Yeah, wait, hold on. I just want to I want to point out so the the Nuggets are are twenty fourth in pace, whereas the Thunder are mm, the Thunder are actually only nineteenth in pace. All right, maybe pace doesn't play a factor in Austin Rivers' viability. Whatever. Who cares? Pace is stupid. That was a stupid comment. Yeah, you don't have to apologize to anyone, made. dude. Yeah, fuck all you guys. Everybody listening. That was rude. I didn't mean it. I was upset. I thought that I was onto something. I wasn't. I wasn't. Pace is interesting, though, to pay attention to for matchups. Um, and I think we can spend some more time on that on a later episode. But there's a lot to unpack this episode. All right, let's rattle these guys off. Um, Another streamer for this week, Josh Hart, you know, he's the best mm-hmm. rebounding guard in the league. If you ever need rebounds from a guard spot, go get Josh Hart. Um, we already yeah. mentioned TJ McConnell. If you want assists and steals this week, um, he plays yeah. five games. Well, he's going to miss one, so he's going to play four games probably. Yeah. Um, um, I like Bismack Biombo. Yeah, I was just about to say. Um, Yo, you want to talk about Bismack? Yeah, always going to get a block. I mean, seriously, if you're if you're playing uh, categories and you need a block, pick up Bismack. Only Ross. going to get your rebounds too. Yeah, yeah, the, hey, the 
rebounds are there. The rebounds are there. He definitely gets you rebounds, but the blocks are there. I mean, he can kind of do everything. He could go off. He's pretty consistent, honestly. Um, averaging like a block a game, but he has a block in four of his last five games, at least one. Um, and he only has played one game this year without recording a block. I mean, he's just really consistent with it. If yeah. he plays he's four games this week boards. and he gets four blocks, we take that. Yeah, no, you absolutely take that. You absolutely because you're winning blocks. Blocks in categories league are like usually like high twenties as a winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if you can get a guy that's getting four, or if you can pick up a guy that you like, are like okay, he's getting me a block. Like you take that because he's gonna get you boards. Like his he, his field goal percentage is gonna be pretty high. Um, he, he's not gonna turn the ball over a whole ton. Um, you take that. Um, who else you got on the list really quick? Just to rattle them off. Uh, my last guy is Hamadou Diallo. He's on the oh. Thunder. And just these last two games, he's played 29 oh. minutes, 24 minutes, but he's dropped 23 oh. points, 25 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, three rebounds, four assists in the other game, and he had four steals tonight for 44 fantasy points and 40 fantasy points. Um, I honestly Jesus. don't know much about Hamadou Diallo, but he's definitely a guy to keep your eye on if he keeps you yeah. on this, honestly. Uh, he's on my watch list. He's on my watch list. Oh... Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, less than 3% rostered. And again, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. The Thunder, have uh, like that team has no idea what's what and who's who. They know Shea's going to be there. You know Al Horford's going to eat up minutes in the front court. And Lou Dort and... Um, no, my God. What's, uh, uh, what's his name? Darius Bastley. Um, are, are going to get some minutes. But, I mean, it, it's just a rotating door of who else can get minutes. So... If Hamadou keeps it up, pick him up. That's what I had to say. All right, you want to move um, into our guys to drop this week? Yeah, so Noah and I decided that a more effective use of our time this week, instead of doing a buy low, sell high for trades, is at this point we, we feel like we've got a fairly decent idea of everybody's role more or less in their team. And maybe it's, it's not exactly what their role is, but at this point we can kind of see which guys – definitely need to be dropped from your fantasy team like that guys that maybe we thought were going to be playing 30 minutes a night or you know maybe they are playing 30 minutes a night but their shots just aren't there or the role you thought that they were going to have just isn't there so we feel as though we are confident enough to, to give you the advice of these guys are better off being streamed not saying that they they can't be on your roster for a week at a time a day at a time but you should not commit long-term spots to these guys uh because they're just straight up like not worth it so no let's let's get into it who's the first guy on your list um my first guy is someone who probably got drafted within the top 100 of your league but has just been grossly underperforming this year and that is Lou yeah. williams um yeah. right now on the season he's averaging nine points two rebounds two assists and not even half a steal or half a block. Oh, sorry. And that's that just like, you can't even numbers. afford to have that on your team. He's, no. he's scored 151 total points on the year. And I guarantee if you go to your waiver right now, waiver wire right now, there's guys who easily have scored over 200 this year. So if yeah. you have Lou Williams and you're thinking he might start popping no. off again, I think he's past that point in his career when he won sixth man of the year two years ago. I think he's in a completely yeah. different state right now. And I would definitely think about using his spot as a streaming spot. Yeah. I mean, like, he's just getting out there. He's 34 years old right now. I mean, he was kind of a late bloomer in that sense. Like, he was obviously really effective with his 76ers. 
uh, when he was a, a younger man, but at 34 years old, like, he's just, he's getting paid 7 mil for a reason, you know? Like, like I think that's just kind of how I look at it. Like, if the Clippers in this day and age where Myers Leonard is making, like, 10 million a year, 15 million a year, are only paying him 7 mil a year, it's, it's because they just don't expect that much out of him. Um, he did have a decent day-to-day, but, again, just, it, it's not worth it. He's not getting the minutes. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Come on. Get him out of there. Alrighty. Um, anything else on Lou Will? No. You can move on to your next guy. Alrighty. My first guy has to be DeMarcus Cousins. Um, I I will admit, like, I was kind of a sucker for DeMarcus Cousins after watching him in the pregame. Uh, he looked like his, his three-point shot was there. I thought he was going to play a pivotal, pivotal role in the Rockets this year. But that has just not been the case. I mean, he is suspended for a game uh, for smacking LeBron James in the face, which, uh, believe it or not, it's not a good move. Um, but this year, I mean, he's at, he's playing 13 minutes a game, six points, six boards. Like, I, in points leagues, he has not amassed 100 points yet. Like, that's atrocious. Like, just... Just don't have him on there. Like he had one game where he had 14 boards and he put up 44 fantasy points. Every other game he scored under 20. Like get him out of there. Get him out of there. It's just it's not necessary. There's too many guys on the Rockets team. Christian Wood is just playing phenomenal basketball. Demarcus Cousins was super sexy. He was awesome on the Kings. He was awesome on the Pelicans. He's not an All Star anymore. Drop his ass. Alrighty, that's my rant. Who you got, boy? Uh, my next person is Dylan Brooks, and I'm honestly a Ooh. Dylan Brooks fan. I like how he plays. I like Dylan Brooks. But um, I'm not – and this is in no way, like, I'm not saying I don't like what he brings in fantasy, but Dylan Brooks is mm-hmm. the kind of guy on your fantasy team who I will have picked up and dropped, like, multiple times in one NBA season. Yeah, exactly. And the Grizzlies, you know, right now they're injured, so his value is looking pretty good. But soon they have John Morant coming back, Jaron Jackson Jr. coming back, and Justice Winslow coming back. All mm-hmm. three guys that are going to eat into Dylan Brooks's minutes. And I think we'll see his value drop a little bit in terms of how many shots he's getting a game. And, yeah, he's just a guy to keep an eye on. He's He will probably be a guy you will end up being able to drop later in the year. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you got anyone else? Yeah. I, I, I've got a, one guy that... So this guy was actually in our points league. He was taken 68th overall. No. And he needs to be dropped. He needs to be dropped. And we, we've actually talked about no. it. No. It's going to make sense. I but drafted it's Hassan Whiteside. Not in the points league. But in the you drafted Hassan Whiteside. And I get it. I get it. Hassan Whiteside came into this year. He, he was the blocks leader last year. He was getting three blocks a game. I get it. It was sexy. He was putting up 15 and a half. He started 61 games. He was playing 30 minutes. Why would you not take us on Whiteside? Well, it's because the Sacramento Kings coach, Luke Walton, fucking hates him for whatever reason and is playing him 13 and a half minutes a game. I mean, Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagler are just getting the minutes in that front court, plain and simple. I mean... He's rostered like fifty percent of leagues right now, and I, I get it, but you gotta drop him. Like there's, there's nothing in the force that we can see right now that is indicative that he's gonna start playing more minutes. Um, you know, yesterday he did play his his season high, 
twenty four minutes and he put up eleven and eight with a block, but uh, it's just I I don't see it at this point. He well, has not scored on hundred points yet. Yeah, go on a, go on a rant, baby. Can I go on a little rant right now? Go on a little rant. Just, just Kendra, little rant, you know? if you're listening right now, you drafted <laughs> Hassan Whiteside sixty eighth. Drop him right the moment you hear this. And also <laughs> set your lineups, Jindra, because you left three guys on the bench today. One being SGA who dropped you fifty-four points. Why would he have SGA sitting on the bench anyways? Like what? Jindra, Jindra. That's Jindra. rant over. Jindra, if you're listening, there's... I'm gonna beat you up next time I see you. Can we be can there's no way Jindra's listening to this right now? No, he will. He will. You think so? What's up, Ginger? No. Miss you, buddy. No, there's no way. There's no way. But if you are, Ginger, we miss you. Miss you, buddy. Uh, all right, who's, your, who's the next guy on your list? Uh, my last guy is Duncan Robinson. Um, he That might be a guy that's a little bit controversial, but I don't really think that much. Um, in terms of categories, I don't think I would – or in terms of points leagues, I don't think I would have Duncan Robinson on my team. Um, he's only averaging 24 points this year. Um, yeah. And he really just, like, doesn't do it enough for me in a points league to mm-hmm. value keeping him. He's under 200 fantasy points scored on the year, and he's just a little too inconsistent for me, honestly. So I would, if you have Duncan Robinson, I would be open to having him as a streamer spot. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think categories is a different story because you know that he's getting you that three-point. Yeah, he's like, efficient. Like, he's efficient. Like, like keep him for that, like deserves the officer spot there but no in the points league it just isn't effective enough for him to be consistently on your team um and and i think just over overarchingly it's important that point that this is going to be a weird year in that we have covid to deal with and we have the really shortened season so i think the waiver wire should be way hotter this year than it has been in years past and who should be on the waiver wire is a little bit more lenient than it has been in the past. So like maybe a guy like Duncan Robinson in a points league, getting you 24 and nine deserves a roster spot. But when there's this much rotation and and this much just meat on the wire and there's so much you can do with streaming, I just don't find it to be worth it. This year seems like a year where, you would have more streamer spots available in your team than any other mm-hmm. year because you have to be flexible this year. The yeah. person who probably plays the most flexible, plays the most not scared, will probably win your league this year. Definitely, definitely. And 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 I do I do think it, it does boil down to like obviously you had to draft well, but yeah, like uh, my adage is that you can always make the playoffs no matter what you do in the draft. Yeah, you could you could have the worst draft in in, in the world, sure. and you could still make the playoffs if you are active, understanding of what's happening and going on. Um, alrighty, that was guys to drop. Do you have any other guys that you just want to like rattle off that that probably don't deserve to be totally rostered if they are? Um, I would look at Kevin Huerter with Rondo Gallinari coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look at Patty Mills. Especially when Derek White comes back, and yeah. I will look at Ines Cantor if you have him. Definitely, definitely. I do love streaming Ines Cantor. I mean, he just he gives you the boards. Like that's all he does. But he, yeah, I remember he when you thought he averaged two points this season? Yeah, I did think that, but I was just reading things incorrectly. 
which is tough. It's tough, but it's fine. Um, alrighty, Noah, this was a really productive podcast. I, I think I, I know that you put in a lot of research into this and I, and I want to thank you for that. Um, I, I think it, it might be an effective use of our time just to, to quickly kind of go over injuries that I know that have been lingering and what to do with those guys. And I think we should start off by talking about Kemba Walker possibly making a comeback this week. What would you what do you expect to see out of a guy like Kemba Walker? Obviously, we, we saw him like pretty recently in the bubble, but the, the Celtics are kind of a new look. Jalen Brown has taken a step up in that offense. Just talk me through it. Yeah, so where I like Kemba's fit into the Celtics is mm-hmm. end of shot clock, end of game situations where maybe Tatum, maybe Brown aren't having it that night. They just need that ISO pick or pick and roll bucket. That's where I mm-hmm. love Kemba for them. And their ceiling is infinitely higher when Kemba is clearly playing like cardiac Kemba. He's hitting those yeah. big shots. Their ceiling is crazy high, but he also raises the floor for them. And um, if he comes back this week, um, I'm almost certain it will take him a couple weeks back just to get his conditioning and getting used to playing on the floor again. But I also don't have that high of expectations for him as a fantasy player. I think he'll be a good average, like, 30 points a night, which we take. Yeah, no, we absolutely take that. Uh, What do you know about Carl Anthony Towns? I know he's been missing some games. He's been listed as day-to-day. He was definitely taken in the first round of your fantasy league and has played three games this year so far. Um, What can we expect to see when he comes back, which from what I've read might be as early as this week? So when he originally hurt himself a couple weeks ago, his doctor told him it would be six to eight weeks that he would probably be out. And he's, Mm -hmm. he said um, in to a reporter that he just pushed himself really hard and came back which I really don't like at all to hear. And if I was a coach, I would be petrified, which means he's probably playing not fully healed from whatever injury he has. And that injury might cause him to sustain another injury or re-aggravate the injury. Ooh, interesting. I actually did not know any of that. So do you, do you think like it would be in a cat owner's best interest to try and trade him while he has fantasy value? You see, I don't know, because the past three years, Cat has been a top-five fantasy scorer. So mm-hmm. if he really ju- did just came back, he's feeling good, and he's not going to get re-injured, he's going to eat for you. But there's always that looming thought of maybe him not being smart and coming back playing injured. Damn. And that Timberwolves team has obviously struggled without him. I mean... D'Lo loading, I, I love the man, but he's definitely not played up to his potential. So, like, when he comes back, I, I expect him to be the cat that we, we've seen and just be the fantasy monster, but but that's tough. So, so undecided if you would trade him if you were in his spot. Yeah, I would probably keep him. Alrighty, and then another, the last one we'll do, big one. Um... I'm looking at a CBS article right now that says Kristaps Porzingis might make his season debut tomorrow night against the Pelicans. What do you see out of Kristaps? What do you like about him? What what does he do for that Mavericks team? What should we expect out of Kristaps? 
Oh, I mean, what he does for the Mavs team. He just opens the floor up. He makes Luca's life so much easier. He has Luca has a reliable pick and roll um, partner to play with. He can hit threes for that team. He he's a good defender. I don't think people give Kristaps enough credit for how hard he plays on the defensive end. But um, I would just be worried about. I'm a little worried about Kristaps. You know, he's fragile. He is fragile. It's kind of scary. He's a unicorn for a reason. They're very rare. They're extinct. They might not exist. Um, but yeah, I mean, Porz- yeah, Porzingis, when he's in, he is just such a dynamic figure and, and going to be a centerpiece of that Mavericks offense. Like, and, and just the team. Like, I, I don't think that the Mavericks can achieve what they want to achieve this year without a healthy Porzingis. I know that Luka was able to to put a lot of weight on his shoulders last year and, and carry them through the playoffs, but I think you need a guy like Chris Tops. I mean, just looking at, at his He's going to be another 21-point-per-game guy. He's super efficient. I mean, he can step out. He stretches the floor, like you said. He's going to start taking shots away from guys like Jason Richardson or um, Tim Hardaway Jr. That, that shouldn't be getting the shots that they're getting right now. Like, they, those shots should be in Porzingis' hand. Um, I, I think it makes guys like Willie Cauley-Stein and, and Boban's life so much easier. I mean, have you, have you watched any of the games where Boban is, like, the the sole like center on the court. I mean, he just gets cooked so easily. So I I think he is massive for the Mavericks. But you're still really concerned about his lingering injuries. Yes, because he is paper thin. Paper thin boy, paper thin boy. Alrighty, Noah. Do you have any other parting thoughts for us? Anything else that's on your mind before we uh, wrap this episode up? Uh, if you have the balls to do it this week, pick up Taco Fall. I bet he gets a double double <laughs> this week. I'd love that. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Alrighty, fellas. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, fellas and ladies. I should say. Um, thank you all for tuning in. This has been another great episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Uh, and we will see you guys on Wednesday for just a, a little little weekly roundup. See we'll you see guys. You, fellas.